good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Say what you need to say with Stephen on the ukulele. <laughs> Demonstrating his versatility and musicality. Ah, yes, we do need to say what we need to say. Particularly what we say affirms the possibilities of the human spirit and who we can be. We need more words like that. You know, I had a teacher that said that we are here to hurl the word of truth into our arena of life and watch it work. I watched the I witness the power that words can have because it shaped the destiny or, of a small group of people. And it served as a catalyst to create an outcome that many people didn't think was possible at that moment. It wasn't a big thing in the scheme of things. But many years ago, I was part of a workshop, and the workshop presenter came to the spiritual community that I was a member of when I was just starting my spiritual path. And he had been advertising your workshop and was basically saying he could teach anyone who wanted to sing, and the goal was to get together a group of people who were musically inexperienced and put together a choral group over the weekend. And he promoted this for a number of weeks, and we were supposed to meet on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And then on Monday, we were going to give a musical performance that was going to be worthy of uh, an Academy Award or whatever it was to give away. You know, he, he just really spoke it up. And there are a number of people that signed up, and I knew that some of the people who signed up, they couldn't sing a lick. If they couldn't hold the tune... You know, in fact, if they set out some song words, cats would be running for cover. And uh, he said, I especially want people like that. People who absolutely believe that he cannot sing a lick. And I knew there was one person who was a very good friend of mine. He was very proud of the fact that he couldn't hold the tune. He joined up and I said, okay, I got to check this out. And so uh, we got together. We got together on Friday and we were going through the first I guess rehearsals and my accurate description of that, it was, uh, the result was frightening. <laughs> but the, but the facilitator, said, facilitator said what he needed to say. He was hurling his words into our collective arena of life. And he was affirming how magnificent we were going to be. That there was going to be sweet harmony oozing out of our mouths. Uh, and the audience was going to be amazed when we got together. 
And he spoke those words with feeling and with conviction. And the end of Friday night, we were still terrible. But Saturday, we got together. And he once again hurled his vision as to what the group could be and what was going to happen. And we got a little better on Saturday, but we were still, meh, not so hot. Sunday came around, we were running out of time. And the performance, of course, was the next night, and he, and he began to speak that vision once again. And people began to believe. Of course, we did the work along the way, and Monday arrived. He once again spoke his words, his vision of truth. He affirmed that vision for each and every one of us. And based upon the reaction of the, of the audience, apparently it came out extraordinary. And one people said, we sounded like it was music coming from his spheres. And somebody asked, who are you people? And what did you, how did you get into these people's bodies? Because I know that most of y'all cannot sing. But what catalyzed everything, that got set everything in motion, was that workshop presenter speaking his word, speaking the logos, calling us forward. <laughs> and he hurled his word into our arena of life, and we watched it work on us. Words matter. You know, it says in Matthew, the 12th chapter, the 36th verse, that every idle word that you shall speak shall give account thereof of the day of judgment. And when we talk about the day of judgment, we're not talking about some far off distant time, but right here and right now. Right now, because our words do not return void, but complete the task from which they have been sent. Our words create our world. Words we speak create the songs of our life. Because our life shapes itself around the nature of those songs that have been created by the words that we use. So we want to ask ourselves on a regular basis, what song are we singing through the course of the day? What words are we using through the course of our day? Are they victorious? Are they about love? Are they about peace? Are they about visions of new possibilities for our life and for our world and for our whole humanity, which is so needed today? You know, sometimes we don't follow that clue. You know, I, maybe I'm speaking for myself. Sometimes we, we use our words against ourselves. We use words to create discord in, in our own consciousness. And we create a discord in our life. Now, we have a choice whether to do that or not. But I always say that if you're going to do something, do it well. Do it all out. I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you how to successfully use your words to create discord in your consciousness, if that's what you choose to do, which prevents our good from coming through. So if you go down that path, here's the thing you want to do. The first thing you got to do is be a good complainer. <laughs> yes, complain. You got to search for something in, in, on this planet to find something in God's great universe to complain about. You know, just complain and complain and complain until you become a complainer without ceasing. Now, we heard the statement, pray without ceasing, but we know there's some people who complain without ceasing. And their whole being is just a whole big complaint. Complaining becomes their public declaration. And when they say that, what they're really saying in code, I can't see God. Where they're saying, I can't see God. I can't see God. I think it was Bob Marley who said that when one complains, they're actually praying or celebrating the devil. The devil is a whole different thing. We're talking about stuff about that. It's not a being with horns, but, you know, it's just that low level of vibration and consciousness. But when we speak words of a complaint, we block the vision. 
We block the insight. And all we see is the negativity, the missed opportunities, the so-called bad thoughts that come floating through our awareness. Now, some of us are, are magnificent complainers that blocks the good so much that life gets worse and worse and worse. And the first thing to do that we want to block our good, then we want to complain a lot. But we don't stop there. The next thing you got to do is speak words of blame. <laughs> now, there are experts in blaming. But the thing about it, they have not combined blaming with complaining. You know, they may be good at blaming. They take no responsibility for their life. And soon anything that goes wrong, they know exactly who to blame. It was my mother. She dressed me funny when I was young. Oh, it was my ex-spouse. It was my ex-boss. It was my present boss. Oh, it was my neighbor. They just know how to blame. And sometimes they have a hit and miss in life. And it looks like life is good at times. But to successfully create discord and consciousness and block good, oh, you have to really, really just speak words of complaint till it gets into your cells, till it becomes without ceasing in your consciousness. And then number three, if you really want to block your good and using the words, Instead of using it for a creative time and using it for a creative energy, speak words that set, and setting goals and visions, speak words of excuses as to why life is not working out. Some individuals, they just keep speaking why their life is not working out. Again, they may blame their parents. They were divorced. They were born on the wrong side of the tracks. Or I was born, there was no tracks where I was born. My numerology <laughs> numbers were not coming up right. And, you know, I was too light, too dark, too short, too fat, too skinny, didn't have enough money, had too much money. Now, if you have too much money, please come see us or see one of the board of trustees. <laughs> they will help you out with that one. But I've heard individuals, I was showered with way too much money. And that's why my life is not working today. Please stop it. But individuals sometimes gather a library of excuses that they pull from whenever they need something to fall back on. Someone may come up to him and say, uh, I see things aren't working out for you. Uh, wh what is it? He may pull out, well, number 42, you know, my, my feet hurt today. And that's why things ain't working for me. Or they may just utter excuses and they'll feel confident that whenever things are not going right, they just have them right there and they will be fluent in the excuses that they use their word to express as to why life is not working. There's creating all kinds of discord in life, blocking good, but it'll be a successful way of doing it if you understand. But to really nail this thing down and to really use our word in a way that's not necessarily the best way, what you got to do is speak words that affirm a grudge or resentment against somebody. Now, there's some masters around, and you know, there's some people who are just novices. They're just really kind of just learning. They're just taking baby steps. But we do not want to just go halfway with anything we do in life. If you hold a judge and a grudge and have resentment, oh, you block your good. You know what a grudge does. It blocks the flow of creativity. It does not allow us to remember very well. We're holding that kind of energy. We don't even remember stuff well. It kind of dissipates the positive energy. It doesn't allow the God to come through us. It blocks our circulation. But a grudge word does more than that. It becomes a coagulated form of thought in our own awareness, and they manifest on their own, and they become symptoms in our body, problems in our body temple, body of affairs called our life, ways that don't be quite in alignment with the presence of God. So grudges are very helpful in blocking our good. So if you really want to block the flow of good, hold a grudge. 
And let me tell you, then if you add this to it, whoever you're holding a grudge against, whenever someone that you're not like comes across your path, whenever their name comes up, just roll your eyes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know how it goes. Someone brings that person's name up in your presence in the conversation. He said, oh, yeah, I know her. I know him. And we sink into that subjective energy and we'll become a feeling tone in our whole body. And every time we hear their name, we say, oh, my goodness, who that may be. Might be a politician. And then you become some back pain and then a crick in the neck and then a neck and a foot starts hurting. And then before you know it, you're blocking your good and God's is blocking all the good from coming through. If you want to do that, hold a grudge. And then you consciously can do it. Now I say all that tongue in cheek just to get your attention. <laughs> so we can tease into consciousness the mental habits and the words we want to speak or things that we should do or do not do. So we can be a clear channel to be in alignment with the universal principles and the song of God that is always there for us. Words matter because they influence our awareness. They influence our consciousness. And our consciousness creates our life. Our consciousness creates our world. I believe that one of the greatest ways to use the power of the word is for ourselves to express Words of gratitude. Express words of appreciation. We can begin by making a list of things that we are grateful for. You know, then this becomes our language. This becomes our way of being. And there's something called, I think, the science of cognition that says when language matches our nervous system, it ends up creating our point of view. Because we have a vibration of gratitude, we attract more things to be grateful for in our life because that is what we are being. We attract who we are. Remember, consciousness is causal. Even science is proving this. Remember the, the other day, I had to catch myself from complaining because I went to the gas station. And I was looking at the price, and I said, man, but I just caught myself because I began to realize, you know, for many people, this is a great hardship. It is. You know, the way they get around, they have to be very judicious in how they get gas. And so for them, I have to hold a high watch, a vision, affirm their abundance, affirm their prosperity, affirm their well-being. So we don't just, dis dis you know, dismiss the challenges that it faces for many people. But I had to stop myself and realize something else. I realized I'm not living in Ukraine. I'm not dodging bullets. I'm not dodging bombs. I'm not dodging bombs to my home, not dodging bombs to the hospitals. I'm not having to strive to find water or food for my neighbor or for my family members. I'm not living in terror and wondering what tomorrow will bring. This helps put things in perspective. And encourage me to only speak words that will help change awareness, help change consciousness, starting with my own. You know, I had my mentor told me many years ago that you should never talk about how bad things are to anyone unless you're trying to get an agreement in prayer to change consciousness. Get an agreement in change consciousness to see things from a higher point of view. This is very potent, very powerful in transforming our life. It's a discipline. It's a practice. It's a training to simply stop talking how bad things are in our life, 
how bad things are in our state of affairs in our world or whatever it may be. Unless we're getting an agreement in prayer that behind the truth, there's a positive consciousness. Unless we're trying to get in consciousness what the spiritual idea that's trying to emerge behind the appearance, the way the universe is somehow working for our good, that it appears to be negative, it appears to be lacking, it appears to be limiting. And if we're not trying to get an agreement on that level, then all we're doing is exacerbating the appearance of separation, buying into old fears based upon beliefs, and denigrating the opportunity for us to reveal more of heaven, which is ever-expanding good, which the nature of the Spirit is. Words matter. High consciousness words can change the rules we've made up for ourselves and maybe living from that do not represent the highest of who we can be. Rules that have nothing to do with the changeless nature of the spirit of the living God. You know, when we change our words, we begin to change the rules in our mind where we have been limiting ourselves based upon looking upon the past where we have been willing to be mediocre where we have been willing to sell ourselves short, where we've been willing not to be the great spiritual beings we're here to be, where we've been willing to live a life of doubt and of fear. I believe you and I must begin to change the rules of our mind by affirming and simply declaring my life is the life of God. When we understand what God is, we understand that's very potent. My life is the life of God. Let's say that together. My life is the life of God. Where I am, the fullness of the power is. Where I am, the fullness of the power is. Dynamic joy is right where I am. Dynamic joy is right where I am. You know, when we begin to speak those kind of words to ourselves, something happens within our body temple. The cells of our body begin to sing for joy. Something transforms within us as we continuously speak the truth of our being. Now, I know sometimes it's difficult. I know it is. Let me speak for myself. It's difficult at times. We have a lot of stuff going on in the world. When circumstances loom large for us, our minds will often go on a hunt for something or find something to blame. So I know it's challenging. But when we exercise our attention to the truth and the firm, God is my life and God is unchanging good, then we're lifted. And when we're lifted, we then become carried. And our life can be transformed by the renewing of our minds and our heart. And from that consciousness, we speak. From that consciousness, there's a vibration that reveals what's possible for ourselves. Whether it's paying an unexpected bill to curing to what others say is an incurable disease. Because spirit does not know the difference. It does not know the difference in that. Only we do. We create that. We create those rules. And when you and I begin to break everything down to being doubt, fear, worry, that is a vibration. And we remember that we can lift ourselves to another vibration by high vibing and affirming the truth until we believe it. 
And when we believe it, something within our life and our world begins to change. It doesn't matter whether it's a cold or cancer. It will not have any power over us because our life will be lived at a higher octave, a greater frequency, a bigger awareness of who and what we really are. And new rules will be made of simply because of we have speaking the word of who and what we are and the possibilities of the human spirit. That's what we're here to do. Speak those words, the logos, in such a way. We'll move in a way that moves from where we are to where we can be as expressions of the presence and the power of God. That's what we're here to do. So it doesn't matter. If you're in a situation where money has never been given to you for your program before, all kinds of things will play and come up with resources that you need. If it's never happened before, it will happen for you that you live and move and have your being in the presence of God because God does not know a ceiling. This presence, this force, this energy does not know the history. It doesn't matter. It does not know the limitations. It doesn't know anything because the God in you will not know it as you know God. This is the work. So we examine our life and we see what happens and what we say to ourselves when we wake up in the morning and throughout the entire day and see if we're allowing ourselves to only go so far in certain things because we're limiting ourselves with the words that we're using or we're limiting ourselves by listening and believing words that somebody else has said about us. You know, we're a slow learner. Uh, in, your, in our society, you know, your kind will never be able to make it to the best of who and what you can be. Maybe you only be mediocre in life. Those are just words that people are making up. But as you speak words of truth, new rules are being made. They're being made up right now. And so we're beginning to make up a rule right now that in every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. Every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. I love that one. Let's say that one together. Every day and in every way, I'm getting better and better. As we speak those words, regardless of what happens, regardless of what is going on, what our past has been at the, up until that moment, we become a strong conduit for the presence of God. We know that divine safety and harmony is moving through us. Because we're speaking it, we're affirming it, we're living it. it is, we are God's beloved in which God is well pleased. And the rule of life is success and growth and upward. Spontaneous goodness begins to spring up in our life, inspired by our presence. This is who we are. So remember, the power of our words. Our words matter. Our words begin to create our world. Keep that in your consciousness. Let's do it. Peace and blessings to you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center.